evening, and hello to a Thursday episode of Prospects After Dark. It is Thursday, August 2nd, August 2nd, August 2nd, 2018. I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. This is Prospects After Dark, uh, a conglomeration with the mothership, Birds on the Black. Uh, hello, everyone. We've got a lot of really interesting things going on in Cardinal Nation. We have a couple wins in a row. That doesn't happen very often, even less often. Uh, the Cardinals have won a couple series in a row. Hasn't happened since early May. That's pretty great. Good stuff uh, all around. We have the trade deadline to go over. A total of like seven prospects enter the organization. Not really all prospects uh, between the Yankees deal for Voight and all that stuff. We're going to go over that. We've got the Dirty 35 to go over. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the deal. Hey, uh, hold on a second. GM Gersh, fuck yeah, we are wearing the same shirt. There we go. What's up, boo? Uh, they've turned the shilt around. That's right, from C70, our good friend Daniel Shaftal. Our first drink tonight, before we get too far, uh, it's a it's a three-part uh, toast. We are toasting first to Tara Wellman, uh, whose birthday was yesterday. Our second part of that toast is to C70, Daniel Shaftal, whose birthday is today. And that clutch mark, uh, Alexis, uh, we're going to toast to her as well. So to the three people who share a birthday within a very short period of time, happy birthday. All right, so that's what we have. Uh, give me your questions, bring them in, because you know what I'll do. I'll start branding on about prospects or uh, salsa or Tyler O'Neill. Uh, somebody said, oh, Drew, uh, uh, Drew uh, uh, Maurizio says, my roommate drank my whiskey. That's a bummer. Oh, as, as Mr. Fisher, uh, Ryan Fisher, our second toast, we're going to get super drunk pretty quick tonight, I think. Our second toast goes to Ryan Fisher, who made this incredible home plate thing here. Uh, that says Prospects After Dark on it. It's pretty badass. Here, I'm going to grab this thing. Look at this. Look at this beauty. Oh, wait, God, I don't know how a camera works. Look at that home plate right next to Langford. We got our home plate. We got the Prospects After Dark banner. We've got the top of my avocado-shaped head with the pockmarks. Uh, so a big thank you to Ryan Fisher, who made that incredible, incredible thing. Uh, I freaking love it. I love that we're going to get to see it every Prospects After Dark. Uh, it's a nice little present. Uh, more timely than you can imagine. So, Mr. Fitcher, uh, let's see. Uh, it's to you. Uh, who goes down or DFA when Wong comes back? You know, my guess is John Brebbia. Jag making the majors this year. So that'll be another 40-man crunch, crunch that the Cardinals will have to deal with. But there isn't an urgency to put Jag on the 40-man. It could happen, but I would say probably not. Uh, hey babe, from Jay Hauser 23. Hey babe, how are you? I missed you. Uh, holla! Yairo left-handed, what, what? Did that happen today? So, uh, again, I work Monday through Friday, 7 to 3.30. I only got to listen to a part of the Cardinal game, and I have not heard anything about this gyro hitting left-handed. Uh, I've seen it on the little thing down here where the questions are, uh, twice already, and I don't have the slightest idea what's going on. Uh, what did cards get from Mercado? Ooh, that's a fun one. Uh, so for Oscar Mercado at the trade deadline, they traded Oscar Mercado to the Cleveland Indians for Connor Capel, who is a 21-year-old left-handed hitting outfielder, uh, and John or Jan Torres, uh, who is an 18-year-old power hitting outfielder. Now, uh, Torres is a big body. He's six foot four. He's 200 pounds. He'll get bigger as he gets older. That's going to be a really interesting pickup. You know how I feel about the teenagers that are very, very, very far away. Uh, you can look at their stats. Just try not to invest too much into what's going on statistically. Keep an eye on the walk rate. Keep an eye on the strike rate. Uh, everything else is just fun numbers. 
Capel's a little bit more interesting. Last year, Capel showed power. Uh, and this year, it hasn't happened. Uh, he's at high A, which is the, you know, in the uh, Indian system, which is the equivalent of Palm Beach here in the Cardinals. And what I see when I watch Capel swing is a very mechanical swing. It looks like he's in his own head uh, going over the mechanics of his swing as he's swinging. He's not just swinging. It doesn't seem second nature. It seems like the kind of thing that a hitting coach would teach a hitter to do. So, you know, keep that in mind. There's a lot of work to be done with Capel. He could be interesting, and uh, that's what they got from Mercado. I sent you the video of him batting left-handed from 2014. I didn't see him bat right-handed at all. Weird. That's funny. Uh, and Keel in the bullpen, right? Okay, so... Uh, Capel's dad was a big leaguer, loved the nugget. That's awesome stuff. Okay, so real fast, before we get to all the questions, one thing that needs to be addressed immediately is Rick Ankiel. So Rick Ankiel pitched in like a Frontier League game or some nonsensical independent league game yesterday, and the story broke today, which I have not read, I've only seen the headlines, that he is thinking about making a major league comeback. Now, I have, I have three feelings about that. The first one is good for him. I love it. I want to see it. The second one is, if it doesn't happen with the Cardinals, then what the hell? Because that would be a huge mistake. You know, uh, unless Rick Ankiel doesn't feel comfortable doing it with the Cardinals, if he wants to go somewhere else, then good for him. Go somewhere else, Rick. Uh, go wherever you feel comfortable. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Alamosis says, uh, hi, Kyle. Hello, Alamosis. Uh, so, yeah, have one. I'm anxious to see it. I hope it happens. Uh I want it to happen as a Cardinal. If it doesn't happen as a Cardinal, it seems pointless. It actually breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, and the third thing is, more importantly than anything else from a statistical standpoint or what might help the Cardinals in the long run, good for Rick Ankiel. To see him back on the mound last night was probably the happiest moment of my Cardinals season and didn't really have anything to do with the Cardinals. Uh, I, I just, I'm so happy that Rick Ankiel thinks he's worked through the yips and whatever mental issues stopped him from becoming uh, the all, potential perennial all-star pitcher that he was. Uh, our third drink tonight, we're, we're 10 minutes in, five, six minutes in, we're going to drink to Rick Ankiel. Mm. Matheny Suck says, Tyler O'Neill put a baby inside of me today. It seems to me like Tyler O'Neill put a Canadian baby inside of every member of Cardinals Nation, man, woman, and not child, because that would be illegal. Uh, but it's awesome for people to see that Harrison Bader isn't the only person who can go all-out effort and make some pretty incredible plays. It's awesome to see Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill doing and creating runs for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, it's this is kind of what what we saw today is what the Cardinals always thought that they were going to get from Randall Gritchick and Stephen Piscotty. So for them to do it today, uh, hopefully it keeps up and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but it's pretty pretty damn cool. Uh, Jake Dahlberg got promoted to Peoria and is pitching well. So Jake Dahlberg. Uh, uh, a really, really interesting guy. I want to say this about the Peoria pitchers, right? So two years ago, uh, in the seventh round, seventh round or the eleventh, in the eleventh round of the draft, the Cardinals selected John Kilachowski, who went to Peoria and dominated. Uh, it's happened for two straight years now. Uh, Evan Evan Kruczynski did the same thing last year. There is reason to believe that. Recently drafted pitchers can do well uh, if they're advanced and older at the Peoria level. And hopefully that happens with Dahlberg. Oh, hey, Megan, how are you? Uh, can we talk about the bullpen? New lefty looked nice today. So, uh, uh, Shreve, um, uh, it sounds like a goddamn Star Wars name. Chasen Shreve, uh, he's kind of interesting, right? So, uh, the deal with uh, Chasen Shreve is his sinker, or his splitter, rather. 
Uh, I was reading a bunch of articles from early in the year with quotes from him where he was talking about how he's throwing his, his split finger too much, he trusts the pitch too much, doesn't trust his other stuff, and he was making little mechanical tweaks. And when the mechanical tweaks were going well, he was going well. So it's just a matter, it seems like to me, of him sticking with the game plan and making it work. Uh, hey, Patrick B., what's up? Tyler O'Neill is 120% sexy. Yeah, on like a 50 scale, he's 120% sexy, but on a 100 scale, that dude is straight 250 fire. Uh... It will be so awesome to see Fowler back in the starting lineup tomorrow. So one of the realities that we're just going to have to deal with, and we can all bitch about it because the Cardinals aren't doing anything about it, is we're just going to have to deal with the reality that uh, Dexter Fowler is going to play. Now, I believe, while right now the story is in center field, there's going to be a 50-50 timeshare, uh, I believe that in the next month, if Dexter Fowler doesn't get his bat together, and I mean this, I firmly believe in the next month, if Harrison Bader keeps playing the way he is and Tyler O'Neill is, uh, that changes the dynamic of what happens. Uh, somebody says, hi, Kyle Reese. Hello. Uh, can you talk about Justin Williams and Henesis Cabrera? So Genesis Cabrera is actually pronounced Henesis or Henesis, rather, a Cabrera. Uh, this is what I'll tell you is I've watched a lot of Cabrera. I've watched very little of Justin Williams. I know that a lot of people believe that he'll be able to, if the Cardinals work with this swing, he might be able to maximize some of his potential that he illustrated earlier in the year. Uh, I don't. Other than that, I haven't watched him enough to say that I have been able to formulate a solid opinion on Justin Williams. What I know is when I look at my big board of prospects here, uh, even though he's at AAA, he's not ahead of Randy. He's not ahead of Jag. He's not ahead of Tyler O'Neill. He's not ahead of Dylan Carlson. So by default, if I was going to put him in my dirty 35, he'd probably be like 20. Uh, he's not ahead of Lane Thomas. So keep that in mind. So uh, let's see. Uh, somebody said, oh, Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Uh it's nice to see you. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy the replay when you get to it. Kyle's, Kyle, what a shroom. I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about Super Mario Brothers? Uh, so let's talk about uh, Henesis or Genesis or Henesis uh, Cabrera. Cabrera is a 21-year-old left-handed pitcher who throws a changeup, a cutter, a slider, and a fastball. Now, he has really good fastball to command. He has a repeatable delivery that some have called high energy or high effort, and to me, it's not that at all. To me, because he repeats it, uh, I had a private conversation with somebody who I'll, I'll leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like a private conversation. I had a private conversation with somebody that I'll leave out by name because I was asking questions. People said it was high energy, and I didn't see it that way. He has a very repeatable delivery. Uh, it's just he's 21, and there are some inconsistencies there. Uh, as you would expect from a 21-year-old, Pitching at double A, that's not an easy task. Uh, he's left-handed. The, the, the easiest way for me to uh, like wrap my head around uh, Mr. Cabrera is that he is, he's like Marco Gonzalez, but with a way higher ceiling, uh, with a more developed delivery, uh, with a higher, a, a more potential. Now, he isn't as advanced as Marco Gonzalez was at double A. Uh, that's going to come, hopefully. But he's pretty, pretty damn good. And I'll be honest, as I look at my Dirty 35 list over here, I'd probably put him 11th on my list. Because Carlson would move up to 10, and he would go 11 right behind Dylan Carlson. So, uh, you know, I think he's super talented. A lot of people want to know if he's going to be a starter or a, re a relief pitcher. To me, he's starter all the way. He moves well on the mound. He's quick on the mound. Yeah, you're right, Matheny sucks. Uh, Lane Thomas and Jake Woodford having success in Memphis. I think Jake Woodford's success, who I love and I think will have success at Memphis, is a little bit of smoke and mirrors right now. Uh, I don't know if necessarily the ERA tells the whole story. 
Uh, he's still young for the level. He's still getting better. It's nice to see him doing well, uh, but that's kind of an illusion. Now, Lane Thomas, who's only been at Memphis now for a couple minutes, what he did towards the end of his time in Springfield is worth taking note. Uh, what I wrote about Lane Thomas in my uh, Dirty 35 countdown uh, for Birds on the Black is that he's two players. At the beginning of the year, he was exactly what he is right now. And for the middle part of that, he was just kind of a head case. You know, and a head case is not a fair thing to say. Uh, it's just kind of like a quick little easy uh, little thing. Um, but what I mean by he's a head case is that there are times when he does not play as good as he's capable of. And it seems like it's a confidence issue. Uh, he doesn't take authoritative at-bats. He seems uncomfortable in the outfield. Uh, I like Lane Thomas as a corner outfielder, especially now that he's developed power, power that he wasn't supposed to develop. Uh, so get excited about Jake Woodford and get excited about Lane Thomas. Real fast, BQ Train uh, asks, Henesis, what level did he get sent to? He got sent to double-A. He'll be making his double-A debut, or not his double-A debut because he's been pitching in double-A. Uh, he'll be making his Springfield debut this weekend. How many years will it take for Nolan Gorman to be Cardinals third baseman? Death March 69. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Um, let's not think about it in third base, right? Because you never know what's going to happen with a player's development at a position between the time they're 18 and the time they make the majors. Let's just look at it from the grand scheme of things of when Nolan Gorman might be a major leaguer. 2018 in short season affiliates. 2019 in Peoria. 2020 in Springfield. 2021 in Memphis. Maybe an end of 2021 2021 at the earliest for Nolan Gorman. Thoughts on Lance Lynn's disgusting naked face? I have a disgusting, like, half-hidden face. So I tip my hat to Lance Lynn for being uh, an ugly human being beneath that sexy uh, man-terrier that he presents. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Expectations for O'Neill's home run count, given a full MLB season? You know what? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get a drink of water. Okay, so here's my thought about Tyler O'Neill's full season home run count. I think if Tyler O'Neill were to have 500 major league at bats next year, he'd have 25 home runs. Uh, I think that with a player that hits home runs the way that he hits home runs, I think at first the home run total would be underwhelming while he's adjusting. What I think you would see is after the first year, maybe year and a half, I think that's when you would start seeing him hitting 30, 35, 40 home runs. Like I said, to me offensively, he's Chris Davis. Uh, people want to make the Gritchick comparison. To me, Harrison Bader's closer to Randall Gritchick offensively. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is Chris Davis. You're going to see something more like that, but I think he's going to have an higher, a higher on-base percentage than Davis did. Uh, PCL plays on Pony League fields. That's part of it, 70s Bush. Uh, but when you see the home runs that Tyler O'Neill is hitting, you understand why that's kind of a non-issue with him. Are you upset about losing Mercado? No, not at all, no. So... The, with the steps that Lane Thomas has made, uh, with Tyler O'Neill getting a major league shot, you still have Lane Thomas, Jose Adoles Garcia, and Randy Rosarena at AAA. I am happy with that. I will take that. Uh, that. That's perfectly fine. And I like the kid that they got who's 18 years old. That has me pretty excited. And you just never know what you're going to get with Connor Campbell. Uh, that could be a nice little wild card. I like the move. I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, he has a dirty 30 and the dirty 35, so he has two. Yeah, so... Uh, for cards, oh, hey, cards, cards. What's going on, bud? Uh, so, for those that don't know, the Dirty 30 is what we did in the, the preseason. And then when I started doing my midseason rankings for the Dirty 35, uh, for the Dirty 30 midseason, I realized that the Cardinals have kind of like 
between prospects 21 and 35, they're all kind of the same guys. You could almost say 21 to 40. And it was hard to find a spot for those guys and where they went. And really, like from 21 to 40, they could go in any order. I mean that. So I expanded the list so that I could write about some guys that maybe you'd all get to know. Oh, we fired the most attractive manager, so now we are comparing for the most attractive outfield. Yeah, uh, that Tyler O'Neill, man, that dude is sex. Andy Young crushing the ball at Springfield. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, for a very long time now, I've been stumping for Andy Young to be moved up to Springfield. I wanted him to start the year at Springfield. Had the Cardinals not signed uh, uh, Ramon Urias, uh, that's where Andy Young would have started. And it's kind of a bummer because just like with every other hitter who hits the ball the way that he hits, his power was suppressed at, at Palm Beach. But now that we're seeing him in Springfield, we're seeing the, the actual real hitter he is, and he's an impressive hitter. He has an, he's an athlete. He has a quick bat. He's a pretty solid second baseman and an okay third baseman. Uh, keep an eye on Andy Young. He could make a major league impact in the next 365 days. What should the Cardinals do with Weaver? I like the piggyback start option. I think, I think you pair him and maybe Ponce de Leon together, and you have him piggyback. And whoever is better... Starts pitching more innings, starts getting the starts, and you figure it out from there. O'Neill, Bader, and Harper, a bro field. A Tyler, a Dylan Carlson update. So for C70's birthday, we will, uh, that t-shirt is fire. You're going to go Jurassic Guess at Peoria. Okay, so real fast, three, we have a three-pronged thing going on here. This actually says Jurassic Kick. Uh, it's for the kickball team that I used to play on with my cousin. Hello, cousin Charlie. I love you, buddy. I know you're probably watching or you might not be watching. Be safe in Pittsburgh, my friend. Uh, that's part one. A Dylan Carlson update. Uh, C70, he keeps hitting. He had a double again last night. His average is up to like right around 265, I think. He's still getting on base. He's starting to hit for more power. Uh, 19 years old in the Florida State League and starting to show offensive prowess in that league is about as impressive as you can ask for from such a young man. Uh, it's all looking good. He's playing a great corner outfield, too. Uh, that was two of the three prongs. Of course, the third one I don't remember because I am fucking... Oh, so the third one... Uh, for those of you who live in the Peoria, Illinois area or the St. Louis area and you want to go to the Peoria game this weekend, you absolutely should. Uh, both myself and the, in the incomparable Tara Wellman, whose birthday was yesterday. Again, happy birthday, Tara. Uh, the, the lovely and talented uh, Tara Wellman will be at the Peoria Chiefs game on Saturday for a little Birds on the Black meetup. And I would encourage everyone who's in the area or interested to come and enjoy. Uh, we'll be accessible. We, uh, like, I'll have a drink with you. We'll have a bunch of fun. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk prospects. Uh, we'll talk what other, whatever nonsense you want to talk about. But uh, this gives me an opportunity one more time, and we do it at the end of the show, but to thank everyone for the support that they've given, not only Birds on the Black, uh, but myself. Uh, I've created, I've been fortunate enough to have a really strong and awesome following, and that's because of all of you. So thank you so much for following along and being a part of Prospects After Dark. Anyways, go to Peoria this weekend. Let's have some fun. Uh, Evan Mendoza shortstop experiment. Have you seen it live? Thoughts? So I watched some of the games for the Evan Mendoza, and it's kind of rough to be honest with you. It's kind of rough, like Paul DeYoung was at the time. Uh, but it's not something that I would give up on yet. There isn't a reason to give up on it yet. Uh, who do you prefer as a future Cardinals catcher, Kelly or Kisner? Uh, let me put it this way. So this is this is the debate that's raged forever now. A name prospects you'd love the Cardinals to pursue during the August waiver period. I want to pursue you, Bernanski. You're the only one I care about. Um, let me put it this way with Kisner and Kelly. I think 
that we look at that timeline all wrong. If you've watched Prospects After Dark, you know that you, I feel like we look at that timeline all wrong. We talk about the catcher of the future and how that might look. I don't necessarily know if either of them are the catcher of the future. If you're making me choose one of the two, uh, I will say... I'll still say Carson Kelly as much as I love Andrew Kisner. He's my favorite, one of my favorites. Uh, but I just, I think that we need to look a little deeper. I think we need to be looking at Dennis Ortega. Uh, if we're going to talk about in the organization, we need to be talking about Dennis Ortega. We need to be talking about Ivan Herrera. Uh, keep a close eye on Ivan Herrera and Carlos Soto. I think those are probably the three guys that you want to keep a closer eye on and who the f catcher of the future is. We still have two more full seasons of Yadier Molina, and he's not going to retire early. I feel like you need to give Adolis Garcia a chance. He's already 26 and ain't getting younger. Uh, somebody said Ankiel for closer next year, right? I would love that so much. There's nothing I want more I want more than for Ankiel and the bullpen or whatever he wants to work out. Uh, yeah, sure, maybe you give Jose Adolis Garcia a chance, but what... Maybe, maybe the best thing with Jose Adolis Garcia is to see maybe September or next year. And he's 26, you're right, he's not getting any younger. Uh, but here's the thing is, you need to get Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader as many at-bats as possible. They're not going to come as frequently as you would hope because of Dexter Fowler. Uh, so it doesn't, it's not going to do the Cardinals any good to bring Jag in and uh, try to get at-bats for him. O'Neill needs as many at-bats as possible, and so does Harrison Bader. Uh, somebody said, oh, Matheny sucks says, okay, Trey Jag, maybe Trey Jag, maybe. Uh, Justin Williams, is he good or nah? Uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I will say that I see why the Cardinals traded for him. And I don't think he's, from like an offensive exclusive standpoint, I don't think he's much of a, a drop off from Oscar Mercado. Uh, but is he good or nah? He's probably somewhere in between those two. Uh, just doing my preliminary research. Again, I haven't watched much of the in-game footage with Justin Williams. Uh, but watching uh, uh, the, uh, the like reading the preliminary research, it seems like he's probably a fourth outfielder who might be able to fill in if things go awry. We'll see. Again, to me, the headline of the fam trade is Henesis or Henesis or Genesis or Genesis Cabrera. Uh, keep an eye on him. He's super interesting. Uh, before we, uh, who has the most power in the organization outside of O'Neill? Well, it's probably Nolan Gorman. Uh, without really having an understanding, a full understanding of Connor Capel's power, I know a lot of people are high on that. Uh, Terry Fuller's still in the organization, and I know people want to talk about Terry Fuller because he's only played two games in the GCL. I don't know what's going on there. I've tried finding out as much information as possible, and I've come up with nothing. Uh, so it's one of those. Uh, if you think O'Neill is sexy, just wait for Terry. Yeah, but I wouldn't wait for Terry because you never know what's going to happen there. The fact that he's at GCL, he's only played two games, and we haven't heard much about him is probably not a good sign. But I don't know for sure. Oh, Kevin Woodall. Uh, thank you, uh, Cloud Kareem. I, I went right over Kevin Woodall. You guys know how much I love Kevin Woodall. And you know, somebody said Jag. Jag has really good power, too. I, I glossed over Jag, and for that I apologize. Larry's Montero has power that hasn't quite manifested yet, but you're going to want to keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Who's leaving when Wong comes back? John Brebbia. According to Gould, uh, it's his shoulder. Oh, for Terry Fuller. Really? That's interesting. The prospect we got for FAM, had you already heard of them? I had heard of Genesis Cabrera. Yeah, when I saw Genesis Cabrera's name was in there, uh, I had heard of him, and I liked him a lot. Justin Williams' name, I had been dismissive of. I didn't have much of a feeling for. And, uh, 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 Roel, uh, Ramirez... I don't know anything about. I tried watching one of his relief appearances the other night, and I got caught up doing the uh, Team of Rivals podcast, which you should check out. Uh, so, okay, so, opinion on, so, um, Matheny Sucks asks me, 
opinion on Jose Iglesias as short and Pauly D at third, uh, I'm not on board with that. I don't understand any of the interest in Jose Iglesias. I think that we forget. I'm not interested. I don't care about Jose Iglesias. Stop worrying about Jose Iglesias. If you're going to get better, you need to get better offensively and defensively. Uh, the Cardinals have a true deficit. Now, if you have to move Paul DeYoung back to third base to get an offensive upgrade at shortstop or compared to what they're getting at third to make it all work. Uh, but Jose Iglesias does not make the Car- they do- he does not make the Cardinals any better. He makes them less frustrating, and maybe that's worth the price of admission. He might be a really good bench piece. Who knows? Uh, but as a starter at shortstop, we're just beating our heads against a different bush. Malcolm Nunez, DSL stats are impressive. Yes, everyone, everyone wants to talk about the 17-year-old Malcolm Nunez. Uh, he was a 23rd best Baseball America prospect. You guys know I don't care. Do not look at the stats for Malcolm Nunez let, yet. Let him get stateside. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Mercado trade? I like the Oscar Mercado trade a lot. We were just talking about it. I like Genesis Cabrera. Uh, Justin Williams might be fine, and I don't know a lot about Roel Ramirez. I saw Kevin Woodall in State College today. That dude is effing huge. Yeah, so State College uh, uh, just got a promotion from Johnson City to State College, Kevin Woodall. He's like six foot five. He has a beautiful right-handed swing that gets a little long sometimes, and it causes them to strike out too much. Uh, but everyone who follows me knows that I've been calling Kevin Woodall, the 10th round pick out of Coastal Carolina, the Cardinals' best draft pick in this draft. The Cardinals, not best draft pick, but the biggest sleeper in the draft. Uh, take that for whatever it is. Uh, Frank Cow, oh Frank Coar, uh, asks when is Max coming? I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, sir. Again, so you know how this works. We raise our glass. Uh, so somebody said, what about Andrew Elton Simmons at short and Paulie D? That would work out well, but I don't think the Angels are going to trade him. Uh, so we're going to raise our glass to Mr. Frank uh, Coar, who had yesterday uh, his son Jackson Coar who is a, uh, a pitching prospect drafted 24th overall by the Kansas City Royals, had his best appearance so far. So to the Coar family, we raise our glass. More upside Jag or Bader? It's hard to say. I would still say Bader because what we forget is that Jag is, is a little older and he has power, but there's a lot of other weird things going on. Uh, let's see. Please trade for Simmons, please. Yeah, that'd be incredible, but... I don't think the Cardinals, first off, I don't think that the Cardinals front office would make that trade. I don't know if that's necessarily the kind of like, I don't know if they have the intestinal fortitude for that, and I don't mean that in any kind of negative way. Uh, are we sure Paulie D is a true everyday player? Yes, Paul DeYoung is a true everyday player. Paul DeYoung is doing exactly right now what he did when he started the season. And keep in mind that right now we're judging his defense and his offense based on three games that he had uh, or four games or whatever it was worth of at-bats before coming up to the majors on a rehab assignment. I think we're over-exaggerating about his defense. I think it, in the past he's shown that it can be pretty good. And I think that we're freaking out about his offense. And this is exactly what we saw earlier in the year. When he got going, he was great. He was a linchpin in the lineup. He started taking walks. He was fine. He has a compromised hand that's only getting stronger. Let's give it three weeks. Let's see what it looks like. But move him out of the middle of the order. Put him in the back of the order. Let him work it out. Uh, Hecavaria can't hit his weight. Yeah, Eddie, any Hecavaria. Ugh. Uh, made it. Uh, hey, whoever said made it, woo, hello. He was on pace for a 6-1 season before he got hit. Hurt. Yeah, and, but it's fun, Patrick B., to say that he was on pace for a 6-1 season, and that is 100% accurate. But let's not lose track of the fact that for an entire month of the season, he was pretty well lost at the plate. And then he started getting it together, and then he broke his hand. Uh, theoretically, what Cardinals package beats the Pirates for Archer? Would it be worth it? I don't know. I think a lot of people have this conspiracy theory that John Mazalak and uh, Mr. Gersh 
did not want to trade for Archer. I think they did. I just think that the Tampa Bay Rays have a very specific idea in mind for what they want to do with pitchers. I think Tyler Glasnow probably fits that better. And I don't, without knowing what the third prospect is, I can't compare what the deal is. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people say Fam and Weaver. I would think that the Cardinals would have offered that. Uh, I don't know for sure, so it's not really fair to speculate. But I would think the Cardinals would offer that, and more. I would think that the Rays turned that down. Uh, maybe now, and I'm I'm a culprit of it. I love Luke Weaver, and he's been really bad. Maybe we overvalue Luke Weaver here. Maybe the rest of the league thinks that he's exposed. I just think that the Rays have a very specific plan for what they want to do with starters, and uh, they were probably pretty high on Mr. Meadows. Hard to really say. Uh, are you a Greg Garcia fan? I like Greg Garcia for what he is, but at this point, I've always said if you can get an upgrade over Greg Garcia from the left side of the plate, then you roll with it. Uh, there's no guarantee that you would be able to get that, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, the, the, the issue with the Cardinals and Greg Garcia is that they just don't have any left-handed bat off the bench that's ready to go other than Max Schrock, and calling him up would be pointless. I do love Max Schrock, though. Don't get me wrong. It's just right now he still has a lot to work on himself. Uh, Weaver is so disappointing. Uh, if I was the Rays, I'd ask for Flaherty and O'Neal. It was a F Rays fan that what that's what I'd want. Yeah, maybe. But there's somewhere in between. Look, there's somewhere in between Fam and Weaver and Flaherty and O'Neal. It's probably Weaver and O'Neal. It's probably Fam and Flaherty, and then another prospect. We can't judge that deal until we know what that third player is. Greg Garcia is a left-handed Pete Cosma, except for he can get on base, but you're right. Look, I, I want the Cardinals to uh, uh, upgrade that position. They might be better off. Somebody says go, go Cubs. Hilarious. Uh, they might be better off going with an all-righty bench, but I get why Greg Garcia is here. I don't, I'm not, I don't agree with it. I, just, I get it. With Fam Traded, there's an undisputed best Tommy in the organization. It's Tommy Edmond. Uh, who the hell do we get this off? I don't know what that says. Has Kramer Robertson stepped it up? He was struggling earlier this year. He stepped it up a little bit, but it's still not worth getting excited about. Do you think Ozuna will continue to have power the rest of the season? I think it seems like with Mr. Greer and Mr. Brudaska as our hitting coach and assistant coach that it's starting to click with Mr. Ozuna. Uh, that's good. I do think the power will be there. I don't think it'll be to the level it was last year, but I think it'll be a nice little middle-of-the-order back. Uh, Griffin Roberts' timeline, you see him as a starter or a reliever. I absolutely see Griffin Roberts as a starter. Uh, I, I raved about him in my Dirty 35 write-up right now because of the, the removal of Oscar Mercado. He becomes prospect number eight on the list. Um, his slider-fastball combination is good enough. Uh, his changeup can get a little wonky, but his slider-fastball is good enough. As far as the timeline, I'll be 100% honest. I thought he was going to start now. Uh, I thought he'd be pitching now, rather. I thought he'd be pitching out of a bullpen in the GCL or Johnson Coastly, or uh, Johnson City or State College. The fact that it's not happening yet is definitely a little concerning. Uh, but they might just shut him down. There's nothing wrong with shutting him down. He had a heavy workload this year for uh, for Wake Forest. Nothing's wrong with shutting him down. I do hope we get to see him, though, in some capacity. Uh, let's see. Ronald OX, I am DMing him all the questions. Where will Gendry start next year? Without knowing how... Look, if, there, if there's one thing that we should have learned from the rehabilitation of Alex Reyes is that you don't... Start signing off on a guy's comeback from Tommy John until he's all the way back. Now, Alex Reyes did not re-injure his, his UCL. It's other injuries. But uh, without, without knowing, uh, what I would suggest will happen, because he had Tommy John in February, uh, what I would suggest would happen is that he'll probably start uh, an extended spring training and then be pitching in Peoria by June. 
Uh, let's see. Is Gomber a starter or a reliever in the future from Brent Esquire, I believe? Uh, he's a, I believe that Austin Gomber is better suited for a starting role, and I don't know why anyone would want him out of the bullpen when he's as nasty as he is as a starter. Uh, let's see. Will we see a Dirty 35 with the new guys from Naparilli? Yeah, so my plan right now is I'm, uh, I'm off work tomorrow. I've got to take my dad to do some, some stuff. Uh, he's got some, uh, some health-related stuff that we've got to do tomorrow. But uh, my plan is all weekend to hole up at the coffee shop uh, and re-engineer my Dirty 35. What's your starting rotation in opening day in 2019? Uh, Patrick Corbin, uh, Carlos Martinez, Alex Rez, Jack Flaherty, and Miles Michaelis. Uh, what do you think of Walker Robbins? I like his swing, but his numbers are bad. Uh, so our buddy uh, Randy Kreisman, or I can't think of what the guy's name is on Twitter. Uh, Kreisman, maybe. I forget his name. I apologize, my friend. Um, He's not a big fan of Walker Robbins, and I'll be honest, I was never really a big fan of Walker Robbins. I, I will defend any teenage, 20-year-old kid uh, and not give up on them, but get, probably give up on him. J.B. Woodman was released today, that's right. Yeah, don't need J.B. Woodman now that you have uh, uh, Counter Capital. Uh, what is your choice coffee shop? So I live in St. Louis. I love Comet Coffee. Uh, I'm there every Saturday and Sunday when I can be. I like Rise, which is in the Grove. That's a cool place. Uh, there's a Caldi's that they just built in the Central West End that's a block or two away from me. I like that. Uh, there's a lot of really, uh, really great things. Gifts. We're not going to do the matchmaking yet. Uh, I'll go over your lock screens here in a second. And uh, I can't, all I've been doing for 45 minutes is pimping the Dirty 35. Uh, do you like avocados? Yes, Alan Moses. I absolutely love avocados. So here's what we're going to do. First thing first, we'll get down to a little bit of business. Uh, have you looked at Giovanni Gallegos? It's Gio Gallegos. Uh, I think he goes by Geo's rather Geo rather. I like Geo. Uh, I like Chase and Shreve. I think that they're both going to be a really, really important part of the 2019 bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I would imagine that down the stretch you'll see Geo up here at the major league level. Um, real fast, become a member of Birds on the Black. If you if you become a member, it's free. You sign up. Uh, Cardinals gifts made these incredible lock screens, as he told me that were um, they were kind of inspired by like whiteout. They kind of look like whiteout neon. I don't know if that's what he's going for, but that's kind of what they are. They are awesome. So the August lock screens are ready to go at Birds on the Black. Uh, so the other thing we're thinking about doing, at the beginning of the year, we did Prospect Matchmaker, where we asked people, hey, if you want us to pair you with a prospect, we'll give you a guy, you keep an eye on him, and he's your guy in the system. And I picked the, the fella. Uh, because, you know, everybody loves a good prospect. I picked the fellow. We're thinking about doing that again. Uh, Cardinals chat reached out to me and was hoping that I'd pair him with someone and Cards Gifts haven't, uh, and I haven't worked out the details. But uh, if that's something that you would be interested in, uh, send me a message on Twitter or just hit me up at Twitter and say, hey, I want to be rematched or I want to be matched and we'll find someone for you. Uh, C70 says matchmaking was great. It worked out really well for you, my friend. Uh, yeah, so just keep that in mind. And then, again, the Dirty 35, prospects 1 through 35 uh, in individual groups of 5 from 1 to 5 and so on and so forth is up at Birds on the Black. We're going to re-engineer the list, and uh, it's going to come soon. Uh, Dibs, Cram Bob Dunn. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do you want to know about the guy? We What do you know about the guy we got for Tui? Uh, that is from the Bertinator. That's a pretty cool name. Uh, yeah, so uh, Matheny sucks says, so Tinder. Yeah, it's it's Tinder. If there were Tinder overlords, and that's me in this situation, told you who you were going to date. Uh, it's basically like 1950s America. Uh, Mendoza versus Montero. 
Right now, I would say Alaris. I think Alaris has the higher ceiling. I think Evan Mendoza is the way better third baseman. I think Evan Mendoza probably has the ability to slap the baseball around in a way that Alaris Montero doesn't. Uh, I just think, I guess technically, I just think that as far as like ultimate upside, Alaris Montero is higher than uh, than Evan Mendoza. He's Alaris is number six on our Dirty 35 now, and Evan Mendoza is seven. So uh, there you go. Can you talk about Bowman as a starter? So one of the things that I tweeted out today is that uh, right now the Cardinals uh, Memphis rotation consists Alaris or Gorman. I'm gonna st- I- I- I'll say Gorman just because of upside. Uh, right now the Memphis rotation consists of uh, uh, Jake Woodford, uh, Chris Ellis, Kevin Hergret. Uh, who am I forgetting? Jesus, I'm a mess. Anyways, uh, the Memphis rotation is not very good right now. It doesn't have much high upside. Uh, and what I was getting at is I think that the Cardinals would do themselves well to trade, or to trade, to move Matt Bowman into the starting rotation because why not? Why not try to get the most out of, uh, out of him as possible? You've already, you've already milked him. Maybe his best path moving forward now is as a starter. I personally don't believe his best path moving forward is as a reliever. Uh, so I would say why not stretch Matt Bowman out as a starter and maybe see if he has any value there. He probably doesn't. But I just think that it's a smart uh, organizational move to make for a relatively prude organization. Uh, so Brent Esquire asked about the Ankiel comeback. We've already toasted to that. I'm all on board for it. Uh, if the Cardinals don't sign Rick Ankiel or work out something with him where he gets a chance to come back as a Cardinal, I'll be heartbroken. Uh, have I gone over Roel Ramirez? I must have missed it. I have not gone over Roel Ramirez. I haven't watched any of them yet. I've watched the highlights of him, but that's not enough for me. I want to watch in-game footage of Roel before I say anything. Uh, my first thought is I like his delivery and I like his body type, but we'll see. Uh, I'm thinking Bowman's best pass. But Matt Bowman is currently warming up in Matheny's backyard. Yeah, uh, we could see... We can see Perez shortstop Gorman through base next year at Peoria. That'll be an exciting team to track. I think that that is a very, very likely outcome. Uh, Diaz's return last year was just released by Cards. Bad trade. Oh, yeah, so that's not, look, it's not a bad trade. I, I think sometimes, and again, they don't have anyone to show for it now. Uh, Woodman is out of the organization. But I think sometimes we overvalue just how valuable a Cardinals player is. Look at Aledmi's Diaz. He had one good year and then fell off the face of the earth. Maybe we should be a little bit more grateful about the haul that they got for Tommy Pham. I think Tommy Pham will get his shit back together. I have full faith that Tommy Pham will get his shit back together, but I don't know. Uh, And his stock is falling. It's not rising. So maybe getting rid of him now where come offseason, he might not have much value. Uh, Delvin didn't play at State College. Yeah, to our Chi-Town Cardinal fan, I apologize, my friend. That's heartbreaking. Uh, apologies if you've answered this, but any update on when Ryan Helsley might be back in action? So for those of you who don't know, uh, Ryan Helsley is out with a uh, uh, shoulder fatigue, and there is not there have not been any updates that I have seen. Somebody said they saw Rosenthal pitch, and he looks good. Bring back Trevor Rosenthal. Why not? Uh, somebody says, lo- uh, love that fam trade. I... I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. I said love, and I didn't mean love when I said it, and that's the story of all the relationships I've ever been in. Uh, but I like the trade a lot. I think it's a good move. Uh, what is Jose Martinez's future with the organization? Hopefully there isn't much after this year. Is Junior Fernandez still alive? Yeah, Junior Fernandez is pitching out of the Springfield bullpen. Uh, the, what I can tell you when I watch Junior Fernandez is you can tell when he's not going to be good and when he's going to be good because he overthrows. He tries to pump his fastball in too, too much. Uh, 
He has the potential to be really good out of a bullpen. I don't know if that's his ultimate future. I would imagine the Cardinals would eventually think about stretching him back out. Uh, I'm not an insider. I'm just some jackass with a camera. Uh, do you get the vote trade at all? Do not get the Voight trade at all? Are you kidding me? Oh, man, of all the trades, that one makes the most sense. You send him to the Yankees, you get a relief pitcher, depth, and then you get a lefty for the bullpen right away. Luke Voigt was never going to be a Cardinal. That, as long as Jose Martinez is here, he was never going to be a Cardinal. I would argue that maybe for this particular Cardinals team, and I'm not saying that he's better than Luke Voigt, but Patrick Wisdom is probably a better fit for this Cardinal team. Uh, he's, he's useless depth on the 40-man, and the Cardinals got two viable arms, uh, potential relief arms, that they didn't have. And you know what's been really shitty for the St. Louis Cardinals? Relief pitching. Relief pitching has been an abomination for the Cardinals. So anytime you can get relief depth, you take it. The Voight trade makes a ton of sense to me. What if Victor Victor Mesa isn't able to sign this year? Would you want him? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, real quick PSA on Victor Victor Mesa. There are two Victor Mesas. There is Victor Victor and there's Victor Mesa Jr. You're probably going to get the two of them mixed up for the next year, and I'm probably going to have to keep correcting people. But Victor Victor is the one that is getting all the publicity. He's the one who's going to sign for probably $4 million, depending on who has the money to give out. And then there's Victor Mesa, Victor Mesa Jr., who will probably go for around a million or so. Uh, Victor Victor, his family loves the Cardinals. He's been a Cardinal fan his entire life. If the Cardinals wanted to sign him, if he were to become an available free agent now, it would cost him $300,000, and he's going to sign for more than that, so he won't go to the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, there's always the chance that he could wait until next free agent period to sign, uh, and at that point, the Cardinals would be able to sign him for as much as they had. Uh, let's see. Do you see the Gould said Victor Victor Mesa about the Cardinals? So, I did not see what Gould said about the Victor Victor Mesa and the Cardinal hat. Uh, look, Luis Robert was seen wearing Cardinal hats. Uh, don't invest any... As a matter of fact, that kind of shit fires me up. Don't invest anything. They're fucking kids. They're teenagers. They're 20-year-olds in different countries. They love Major League Baseball. His family, they're big Cardinal fans. They're wearing a hat. I wear, I wear my Alex Bregman jersey. By the way, Ryan Fisher, I love this home plate. Uh, I wear the Alex Bregman jersey out. I love Alex Bregman. Uh, that doesn't mean that I would engage in coitus with Alex Bregman before Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill comes first. He's a St. Louis Cardinal. No, it doesn't mean that I'm a huge Astros fan. I'm an Astros fan, but it doesn't mean that I like the Astros more than the Cardinals. It just means I love Alex Bregman. I love my Astros, my Astros shit. I don't, that doesn't mean anything. They're kids. They wear hats. They're not affiliated with anyone. It's not like LeBron James wearing a Golden State Warriors hat. It's ridiculous, man. It's just another little piece of a thing that ends up flooding Twitter with nonsense and misinformation, just like Mark Saxon. I wear my Mariners hat because I like the logo, so Mariners logo is awesome. I'll tell you what, that little Rays, like, sunburst thing, that ray of sunlight, I like that hat a lot. Only people who didn't like Void Trade were the Void family and Lafayette grads. <laughs> is Wisdom in the Cards Big League Club? No, I don't think so. Do you always look like this beautiful? Uh, to N Childress 17. Uh, yes, sir, I always look this fucking beautiful. Just me here and my Canadian love affair. Mm. <laughs> uh, so do you. Uh, do they re-sign Bud next year? It depends on how much money he's going to cost. When will people stop comparing O'Neill to Grichek? When O'Neill starts performing, uh, and it'll always happen. Anytime O'Neill strikes out, because the Cardinals fans are lazy fans that stick to lazy narratives. Uh, I am ugly as shit. We're just fucking around. You don't need to worry about that. Uh, Yaddy got Yaddy get manager in 2019. That's not going to happen. Somebody says Tyler O'Neill reminds me of Craig Biggio. I, I really don't understand that comparison. Uh, nothing about them is very similar. But they are kind of small and they have kind of a quick little swing. So I guess that I won't, uh, I won't bag on it too much. 
Isaiah Field for 2019, O'Neal, Ozuna, and Bader. That's Pop Culture 27. That's an interesting question. Uh, that's what I would like. I don't know what the Cardinals are planning on doing with, with Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Fowler. I would think that this offseason they would try to trade him. I don't know if they'll have any success trying to trade him if he continues to play the way he's playing. And I would think that come June of next year, they're releasing him. Uh, but they're not going to release... I don't think... I would not think that they would release him any earlier than that. So you'd probably enter the year with the outfield being exactly what it is now and the kind of timeshare that it is right now. Uh, why wouldn't you sign a Rosenthal if healthy? I don't know. Probably because someone else is going to offer him more money. Uh, O'Neal has nothing on Kyle. Oh, my God. I'm so sexy. Oh, O'Neal's ne- outfield next year. Rosina. It, Bryce Harper will not be an outfielder here. Uh, thoughts on Schiltz managing since the last Prospects After Dark? Things you've seen that you've liked or not. I like, uh... Oh, he's behind the stuff. He led the fire. I'm I'm stuff. I don't know. I'm not... I, I don't know about any of that stuff. I like what Mike Schultz done. He's way more aggressive on the base pass. Uh, he seems to be thinking ahead in games. He's not necessarily reactive. Uh, I like what he's done. He's had a really, really good week. Somebody DM'd me and asked me if I was ready for him to be uh, named the official manager. No, absolutely not. Let's see if the Cardinals can claw their way back into this, and let's see how he manages if the Cardinals are lucky enough to uh, find their way back in. Who do we choose to be offensive centerpiece via trade this offseason? Throw out two names. I don't think it's going to come via trade. I I hadn't thought about it, but I think uh, uh, A.J. Pollock is going to be an interesting little signing that the Cardinals could pursue. Uh, I don't know. You know, everyone's going to say Jose Abreu again. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't know. So in our little group chat for Birds on the Black, uh, which you should go to the merchandising store and buy some of their stuff. I've got to buy a new hat. Um, uh, they wrote on Fangraphs today about how it's becoming increasingly more difficult to trade for young talent uh, and talent in general. I think we all need to keep that in mind. It's not easy anymore. So I think their best bet is to have Tyler O'Neill be their potential centerpiece in next year's lineup, and I don't see a problem with that. I like that. Uh, that means nothing baseball-wise. Trade the farm for Arenado. The Rockies are not going to trade Nolan Arenado. Uh, Kyle, I'll ship you a hat. Uh, gifts, I'd rather buy one. But ship me one and I'll buy another one. How about that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Machado makes too much sense. They must go after him. I would agree that they'll go after Manny Machado. but And I would think that because Mike Matheny's not here, there's a better chance of signing Manny Machado. But you just never know. You don't know what Machado's going to want. I believe that Manny Machado's going to want to stay in a big market. Uh, but that's just me. Let's see. How did Fowler become so goddamn awful all of a sudden? I don't know. You know, it's a bummer, too, because in my opinion, he was probably having his best major league career last year. And uh, for him to fall off as hard as he has, it just it breaks my heart. You know, what I see is, and this is all speculation. I don't have any insider information here. But what I see a guy is a guy who's very delicate when he runs. I think his, his lower half is probably a little compromised, which is a bummer because I like Dexter Fowler. And I'll be honest. That lunatic fringe of Cardinal fans who absolutely hate him no matter how good he is or what he does, uh, that makes me want to like him even more. It's kind of heartbreaking, to be honest, that people are being so crazy. Uh, Yeah. How do I buy Birds on the Black hat? That's a great question. Go over to Birds on the Black. We have a merchandising store. Buy a hat. Get it shipped. We've got dad hats. We've got Birds on the Black black hats. Uh, We've got beanies. Get yourself a beanie. Be prepared for the wintertime. Uh, I love Fowler and always will. Me too. Me too, but I'm not going to be naive. And I'm sure you're the same way, but I'm not going to be naive about how much he struggled. Uh, could Ozuna lack of arm strength be related to slacking power numbers? Maybe. 
Maybe, but the thing is, we've seen an increase of power in, in, in portions. Like, it's not a season-wide drought of power. We saw him be the best player in the league for a week. We're seeing him incorporate the power now. I think it's probably zapped a portion of his power, but I don't think that's the sole responsibility for his entire loss of power. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see, I've got to open up a new tab here because my things... Did you hear McKernan interview Gould on his podcast? They had an interesting convo about Harper. I did not. No, I'll, I'll listen to it probably tomorrow. Where's the trucker hat? Uh, the trucker hat is with my brother. Uh, I'll never get it back. Uh, how are they going to do Memphis outfield playing time? The same way they always do Memphis outfield playing time. They'll DH. Uh, it's not any different right now than it was, except for, to be honest, the Memphis outfield's less talented than it was when Tyler O'Neill was there and Harrison Bader was there. Uh, somebody said O'Neill just hit a home or uh, uh, another wisdom home run. Patrick Wisdom just hit another home run, which is even even more fun because um, Patrick Wisdom hadn't hit a home run in a while because he had been sitting as the Cardinals were trying to trade him. Any idea where I can get the salsa shirt? I do not. Uh, Gorman starting ML3B. Yes, put him in there right now. Uh, do you know anything about Lars Newtbar? Yeah, Lars Newtbar is a big outfield first baseman with big strikeout stuff. Big power potential, but none of it is manifesting. He seems like an okay outfielder. Uh, he seems good at the state college level, which probably means he's not like full season ready yet. Uh, but but we'll see. Donaldson is our new Berkman Beltran in 2019. I would love that from uh, Unfiltered Anal. Hashtag takes it anal. Uh, who leads the Cardinals in home runs in ERA next season? Home runs is me, and ERA is me. It's going to be a big year for me. I'm going to Babe Ruth this motherfucker. Uh, home runs, Tyler O'Neill, ERA, Carlos Martinez. At this point, would the Cardinals realistically designate Dexter Fowler? I do not believe so. I believe that they will look to trade him throughout the offseason. And I look at Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval as kind of like the template. And the Red Sox waited two and a half seasons before they cut bait on those two fellas. And I would, I would imagine that the Cardinals will do the same thing. Uh, that's a really big year for me. Yeah, yeah, the biggest year of my life. I, and I'm going to hold out for a contract. I'm not going to sign the two years, $4 million extension that they want me to sign. There's no way. I'm going to hold out. And then the next year, I'm going to be really bad. Uh, Whitey Ball members love Bader because he's fast, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did crack. Uh, Whitey Ball members love Bader because he's small and white and fast and hustles, and he never takes a playoff, and he's exciting, and it reminds them of their childhood. Uh, you think there's a chance we shut down Carlos? The only option is to shut down Carlos Martinez. Even if the Cardinals make a push... Uh, you shut him down, unless you think he can pitch out of the bullpen for you down the stretch, and then you keep him going. Uh, but I would I would not in any capacity. Did you talk about the Yankees turning Lynn and Voigt into Scott Van Pelt? I have not. Uh, Whitey Ball members. Uh, did you talk about the... Uh, yeah, Kyle, when is Bot B going to sign you a three, $300 million deal? It's not going to happen. They turned their back on me. They want nothing to do with me. Uh, Simmons is the big ad we need. Should go. Should got him three years ago. God, it's frustrating sometimes with Cardinal fans. Uh, Wayno, a bullpen option. He He's going to be. Uh, whether we want him to be or not, he's going to be. Uh, let's see. Any update on, on Perez? Are we talking about Delvin Perez? Uh, Delvin, at certain points, has been really good. And at certain points, he has not been good at all. Uh, for the last week, he's kind of hit a valley where he's really, really struggled. His defense has stayed pretty good, though. And he's still hustling. And that's exactly what we wanted to see. That's what we were hoping to see out of Delvin. Uh... That's the most important thing right now. Other than that, he's striking out a little bit more as the season progresses. And he, he got a break today. I hope he gets a break tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the weekend off and he can reset on Monday. 
Uh, I think people are overlooking Justin Williams' potential from the Haas 5. Uh, again, as I said earlier in, in the Periscope, uh, I am not necessarily ready to talk about what I feel or how I feel about Justin Williams. I don't really have a feel about it so much right now. Uh, let me watch a little bit more footage. I just, I think what ends up happening a lot when the Cardinals, when a team makes a trade for someone like Justin Williams, who is perceived to have fourth outfielder talent, uh, we all freak out and say, oh, that's not enough, that's not enough. And I think we forget just how rare it is that you get a fourth outfielder out of your minor league system. He's not Tommy Pham. He's not going to be Tommy Pham, or 2017 Tommy Pham. Uh, but it's a good return. It's just keep perspective. Gomber, you're 3-4. Yeah, that'd be great. Years ago, cards could steal players from middling teams. Now those teams can keep uh, in TV deals. So uh, let, me, let me streamline your thought a little bit more. Uh, the difference now is that a lot of teams have an algorithm-based system on how they value players. And because in three years' time, you can get fired, unlike years ago when five or seven years it would take you to get fired as a general manager of a club, you stick with that algorithm because that algorithm has proven correct. So it's not necessarily the, the TV deals or anything like that. It's just that nowadays, general managers, managers, everyone has a quicker hook. And because of that quick hook, they look to math and they, they, they have their value systems and they stick to the value system because the value system makes sense. Uh, assuming Gomber, Ponsa, Hudson aren't in your rotation opening day, where would you put them? Uh, I would start Dakota Hudson back at AAA, and I would, I would, well, yeah, I'd probably have Gomber out of the bullpen, unfortunately, and I would have Ponce de, I view Ponce de Leon, now that I've seen him, I view Daniel Ponce de Leon as a great, great bullpen option for the Cardinals. He, I would, he's got to stay in the bullpen, man. I think, I think, I think this time next year, you might be talking about Jordan Hicks and Daniel Ponce de Leon. If Jordan Hicks is still in the bullpen as the back end, like, shut down. Uh, Solid Williams played a few games last year, made great contact, great exit velo. I like him. Yeah, he puts a lot of stuff on the ground. Uh, it's funny, right? So one of Tommy Pham's, the reason that Tommy Pham's has struggled this year is he's hitting everything on the ground. Like, since May 1, 53% of his contact is on the ground. His strikeout rate has gone up to about 27%. And that's kind of what's happening with Justin Williams. He's putting too much on the ground. He's not giving anything enough loft. And it's coming to bite him in the ass. So, uh... That's part of his struggles. Uh, Ponce de Leon change should be considered cheating. So I undervalued Daniel Ponce de Leon's changeup when I did my when I when I've written about him since day one. And the reason is because, well, first off, when you watch games, it moves a lot like a two seamer. So it's kind of hard for me to like always judge what it is. But he he struggles with the command of it. And it seems like a lot of his success this year has been because he's been able to command the changeup a little bit better. Uh, so between the, the changeup, the breaking pitch, and the fastball, all three of those pitches are working immensely well together. And uh, I, I just love him. I love him out of the bullpen. Uh, thought he had a good swing. Not sure what went wrong in a year. So the thing about player development is AAA is really fucking hard. Like, AAA is super hard. Nothing easy about AAA. I think what you see a lot of times is guys go from AA to AAA, and they play well, and you kind of assume that it's not much of a drop-off. The big drop-off is from Major League to AAA. AAA is hard, man. You get a lot of career minor leaguers who know how to beat the system, who do really well in the system. It's not easy to hit in those leagues. They start hammering you with breaking pitches, and then you have to get more defensive, and then you're swinging, and everything's going into the ground because you can't be aggressive about your swing. We saw it out of Tyler O'Neill last year before the Cardinals traded for him, and then after the Cardinals traded for him. And Tyler O'Neill is an advanced power bat as compared to a lot of other minor leaguers. 
we get caught up sometimes because the Cardinals have had a ton of success uh, raising prospects through their organization, although a lot of them hit a plateau pretty quick, uh, and getting to the major leagues and getting hyped up about them that we kind of assume that they all rise quickly. Is Patrick Corbin an ace? No, there's no such thing as an ace. Uh, trade Walker this offseason being in a walk year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who of all the new additions are on the 40-man and we may see this September? Uh, so... Of those guys who we'll see in September, I would think Gallegos we'll see in September. Uh, I would think we'd see Seth Elledge in September, potentially. Uh, Justin Williams, depending on how his swing change in Palm Beach goes, we might see him. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's about it. Did Bader have as many horrific at-bats in AAA? Yeah! Yeah, so this is, something, this is something that I've been trying to tell people about Harrison Bader since he came to the majors. He has horrific at-bats. They happen a lot. You know that... It's nothing against him. He really struggles. The issue with Harrison Bader has always been he's overly aggressive early in counts because that's the only way that he can be successful. And when he gets behind an account, he's usually done. Uh, somebody said no, Jag. I don't think we'll see Jag. We'll see. Ignore his age right now. Look, Jag has been great for a month, uh, but he was terrible for two and a half, almost three months. Let him keep going. Let it keep up. And then maybe we adjust next year. But it, the Cardinals have enough outfield options to figure it out. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Pop Culture 27 says Bader has an Eric uh, Eric Burns energy. Yeah, I like that. Heard a few new additions needed to be put on the 40 after the year. Is that true? Um, yeah, so both uh, Roel Ramirez and Genesis Cabrera will both need to be on, put on the 40, man. Uh, what's your prediction for O'Neill's home run total? We talked about that a little while ago. For the rest of the season, I'll say he has – I'll say Tyler O'Neill hits – Nine home runs between now and the end of the year. I still think we should have kept Piscotty and traded Bader instead. I think we, I think they should have traded everyone. Uh, do we compete next year? Yeah, they're going to compete this year. They'll compete next year. Who would have a better ERA this season, Ankiel or Holland? <sighs> By the end of the year, I'll say Holland, but right now, Rick Ankiel. Uh, somebody said John Gant. Put John Gant in the bullpen. Yeah, look, the one thing I can promise you is that in between this very moment and the start of next year, there's going to be pitching injuries. So there's no telling what's going to happen in between now and uh, and next year. Uh, I think there's a good chance that John Gant, his value is probably going through the roof, and there's a good chance that John Gant is going to be a trade chip this offseason. I think that the Cardinal fans undervalue John Gant. I think that he is, we view him as the guy we got for Jaime Garcia. We view him as the guy who struggled last year. We view him as the guy who has struggled out of the bullpen this year. Uh, but we, we kind of ignore that he's been really good as a starter uh, every opportunity that he's gotten this year, and that his stuff has gotten better. It's just sometimes he, he I mean, that looks disinterested, which is a very inarticulate way of saying that he's just not on uh, and is probably frustrated. That happens with him from inning to inning, and sometimes it's frustrating to watch him. Uh, but I don't know what's going to happen in between this time and next year. I think that John Gann is very much in play to be a starting option next year. But... The one thing that I feel confident in predicting, and it's a terrible, uh, morbid thing to predict, is that by this time next year, there's going to be more arm injuries that complicate whatever potential rotation options the Cardinals want to roll with. Uh, somebody says, fuck, Mary kill, Fangraphs, Brooks, base, Brooks Baseball, and Baseball Savant. Uh, I'd marry Fangraphs. I'm in it for the long haul with them. Uh, I'd bang that Baseball Savant, and Brooks Baseball I just don't pay any attention to. Uh, again, so it's hard to get a lot of really good minor league information. That's I like Fangraphs. I like Baseball America. 
Uh, I don't read Baseball America as much as I used to. I don't, I don't subscribe to Cardinal Nation. I recommend everyone who's interested in Cardinals minor leaguers subscribe to uh, Cardinals Nation. I love Derek Shore. He's as good as it gets. Uh, you all know that I talk about Derek all the time. Uh, what type of Axe body spray do you think Tyler O'Neill uses? He uses his own fucking musk. What happens is Tyler O'Neill gets out of a shower, right? And he towels himself off. And it's just like this, this, oh no, he doesn't, he's got like this blow dryer system that goes from head to toe. Probably gets him off about midsection too. And then that water that's at the bottom, he scoops up. And when he goes out, he just dabs a little bit of a himself on himself. Uh, that's Tyler O'Neill's act. It's called Canada Dry. Uh, you are featured broadcast on Periscope. I don't know what that means. It sounds like a nightmare. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Hudson, Hicks, and Ponce de Leon. I'm staying out of it. I'm in love with Jordan Hicks' family. Uh, so all three. He gets all three. Uh, Tyler O'Neill uses blood of wolf musk. Yeah, yeah. And that, 100% of the time, it works every time. His hair looks like it goes toe-to-head. <laughs> it does. Uh, why do you think Machado is more likely to sign with cards than Harper? I think that the Cardinals are more likely to pursue Mach uh, Manny Machado, and that's why I think he's more likely. Uh... But let's do a quick recap. So I haven't taken a drink in a second. I'm going to raise my drink. So Jordan Hicks was just uh, uh, just brought up to the Hicks family. We haven't. Cheers to you. We love you guys. You're the absolute best. Uh, I can't dry. That's fantastic. We aren't getting Machado or O'Neal. Well, oh, did I? Um, Machado or Harper, I meant. I'm sorry. I didn't mean O'Neal. My bad. Uh, let's see. Sushi Disco says hi. Are you a sex bot, Sushi Disco? And if so, tell me your fake measurements. Uh, and then we'll post them and talk about how hot you are, even though you don't exist. Whose hair would you rather have, Bader or Michaelis? Uh, any hair. Uh, will Yachty ever start to regress? No, it'll never happen. Do you like Yachty in the two-hole? I love Yachty in the two-hole. I like doing different things with the lineup when your lineup is absolute trash. I like Carpenter and Yachty back-to-back. I -back. Uh, love how the young Cardinals are happy tweeting now. Not even the young Cardinals, the old Cardinals. It seems like you're seeing more Matt Carpenter tweets. You're, it seems like the Cardinals are more engaged with the fan base now than they ever were with Matheny. And I can't help but think that one of Matheny's traits that rubbed off, even though he probably didn't have it rub off, it just when you're in charge, some of your less attractive traits rub off on your teammates, uh, on, your, on your players. And I would imagine that Matheny's standoffishness with the media and the fans, I would imagine that de facto that rubbed off on the Cardinals roster and now that Mike Shields a little bit more open, I think that the Cardinals feel like they can be more open. Is Carpenter and Yachty the slowest one-two in MLB history? I'm not studied enough enough, but I think it's a very, very good uh, uh, observation. Uh, are you going to go to SawCon in St. Louis? I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I probably not. Uh, Matheny has a was a fun hater. What we saw on television, Matheny was a fun hater, but every once in a while you get that little thing into the bowl, into the dugout, and he'd be doing a special handshake with everyone, and he'd be laughing. I think that uh, on the surface he looked like a fun hater. Whoever they get for, uh, sock on these nuts, really. Uh, why do you think it took a while for Schilt to be so aggressive, pulling Weaver active on the bases? So... What I think about Schilt's aggressiveness is we have to keep in mind that he had one day to be the manager before the All-Star break, and then they came back and things were a little dicey. Uh, I think that opportunity is allowing him to, to do that. I think situations are allowing him to do that. Uh, that's why I think it's happening. Kyle, have you seen Ligma Balls play in uh, Palm Beach? Ligma Balls! Ligma Balls, bro. Yeah, lick on these balls. Uh, two, hey, I'm going to raise my glass to Ligma Balls. 
Matheny will have a job in baseball in less than three years. Uh, he'll have a job. He'll be a bench coach somewhere. Why do, you, why do you like Corbin for the cards? I just, I like Patrick Corbin a lot. I just like him a lot. Hi, figured I should tune in for once. Hey, Brayden Brown, how are you doing, buddy? How are you doing? You've had a really, really emotional and rough week, haven't you? Uh, drink to Ligma. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to, you know what I am going to do? I am going to drink to Brayden Brown. Again, he had a tough day at the, t at the trade deadline. He was super emotional. He was super fired up. He's one of the aggressive Cardinal fans who hates everything that they do. Uh, so to you, sir, uh, I appreciate your foil. So let's see, we got some uh, burying my cock inside of her. I've got some lick my balls. Uh, my, son, my son, Luke Boyd, is over for Kyle. I'm out of here for the night. Have a good one. Have a good one, Forever Cards. Thanks for participating as always. A long, longer run, Flaherty or Hudson. Uh, I, I'm all in on Jack Flaherty. I've been saying it for a very long time that uh, of all the Cardinals prospects who have come through the organization, other than Alex Reyes, Jack Flaherty has the best chance to be the next Adam Wainwright. Are the Red Sox the best team ever? I still would take the Astros, or I would still take the Astros or the Yankees over them, even though the the the, uh, the winning percentage and stuff like that. Uh, wait, Kyle, have you ever tried? And oh, come on, holy shit! Focus, focus, focus. Flaherty has something about him. Yeah, he's he's different. Drink to Strand. I don't know. Uh, trade everyone for Mookie Betts. I wish I could do that. Are you concerned at all with the amount of home runs Jack has given up? I am concerned. It's a it's an area of concern. Anytime a young pitcher is giving up that many home runs, it should be a concern. We should all be a little concerned. Uh, but take it with a grain of salt. We'll see what it looks like next year. Flirty has the dog Scherzer has in him. Uh, don't take that dirty, even though I know you will. Uh, let, yeah, You think Flirty will work in his curve or change this winter? I hope so. Uh, do you think Vlad Jr. will be up soon? I don't know what Toronto is going to do. Like, I would think that early next year he'll be up. What are your thoughts on redheads? I love redheads. Oh my god, I love redheads. Will Reyes ever pitch again? Yeah. Sorry if I ask. Any chance Any Young gets to Memphis this year? Yeah, I think that there's a chance Any Young finds his way to Memphis. I would like to see him in Memphis. I think by starting him at Palm Beach and waiting so long to keep him in Palm Beach instead of moving him aggressively to Springfield or starting him in Springfield, I think that hurts his development a little bit. Uh, he should be in Memphis right now. And it hurts the Cardinals that he's not. Is it a shoehorn? Yeah, Rebby, it's a shoehorn. Uh, I was not thrilled with the options we had to trade for at the deadline. Uh, I, again, I'm, on the I'm in the minority here. I'm on the outside. I like what the Cardinals did at the deadline. I hate losing Tommy Pham. And yes, I would have liked to have gotten a higher caliber prospect as thought by all of the national media. But I think everyone is underselling just how good Genesis Cabrera can be. Uh, Justin Williams ends up being like the headliner of that deal, but... Man, I, I watched Genesis Cabrera, and I think that's, that's a potential number three, number two starter uh, for five years in, in the major leagues. I, he's, he's impressive. He's special. And again, you wanted somebody to help your major league club, but I, I'll maintain that I think Tyler O'Neill makes the Cardinals better than what Harrison Bader was doing. Who gets to Springfield first, Gorman or Devlin Perez? I'll say Nolan Gorman. Sexier O'Neill or some oh, oh O'Neill or a wad of cheese. Uh, it's a tie for first. What's the Memphis rotation right now? If you haven't answered, when will Paul DeYoung become consistent uh, when he doesn't get hit in the hand with a pitch? Um, I, I tried to do this a little while ago. Uh, the Memphis rotation is Chris Ellis, Jake Woodford, Kevin Hergrit, and two other guys who I am for. Oh, Connor Jones, who I always forget because he's Connor Jones. 
he'll be a nice Matt Bowman type out of the bullpen eventually. Um, and then who else am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one guy because I want that guy to be Matt Bowman in the bullpen and I'm just overlooking someone. Will I ever see Gorman in Palm Beach or does he skip it when time comes? Braden Brown, I think there's a very good chance that he ends up skipping it, but we'll see what next year looks like. If, if I'm hedging my bets right now, I think Gorman skips Palm Beach. But next year, if he doesn't have a good year, he could follow the Dylan Carlson path to Palm Beach. Uh, oh, Austin Warner. Yeah, oh my god. The one guy on that that I actually really like, lefty Austin Warner. I think Austin Warner eventually makes a major league debut, probably out of the bullpen. Uh, super interesting lefty who pitched for the River City Rascals. Oh, Austin Warner. I'm such a dickhead. Ah. <sighs> who gets to Springfield first, Gorman or Leandro Cedeno? Nolan Gorman, that's an easy one. If the Cardinals finish the fourth, where do you finish in fourth? Where do you ballpark that they'll be drafting? Oh, man. So if they finish in fourth, you're probably looking at like 13 to 17 would be my guess. Uh, do you ever see Gyro as a full-time guy? I would like for Gyro to get the majority of the starts at third base for the rest of the season. Uh, I would like Gyro, DeYoung, Wong, Carpenter, Yachty, O'Neal, Bader, Ozuna. Uh, how long until Gorman makes it to the big leagues over under two years? Over. Over. I don't think that Nolan Gorman, because of his strikeout ability... Uh, puts him on the Ronald Acuna or Juan Soto time frame. Gyro only has four more positions to play this year. Yeah, I know he played left field today. Uh, that's a decent team. Yeah, yeah, run those guys out all the time. Maybe it's time to make Dexter Fowler your fourth outfielder and make him earn playing time the way that O'Neill and Bader are. Uh, tank for Adley Rushman. Yeah, you guys know how I feel about that. I love Adley Rushman. Do you think the Cardinals missed the postseason in 18-19? Moselak will be fired. I do. Uh, is your outing in Peoria Saturday a date? Please advise. No, no, Tara and I are not dating. Uh, there's somebody in particular I think that would be pretty upset about that. Um, but uh, not just Tara, because that would be a nightmare for poor Tara. She deserves way better than me, uh, as does the person that I might be seeing who probably deserves way better than me. But I I'm, a, I'm a complete mess. No, it's not a date. Uh, but you guys, I will date whoever wants to come to Peoria on Saturday night. Do the Cardinals trade Carson Kelly in the offseason? Uh, they'll try. Will they? I'm not sure. Prediction for AL and NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, uh, Juan Soto, I would choose over Ronald Acuna. And uh, in the American League, I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. Tyler Webb thought so far. Tyler Webb has outperformed, I think, what any of us thought he would do in just a short period of time. Quit being so down on yourself. I prefer to continue to be down on myself. It helps me keep perspective. Uh, I could get to Peoria Sunday night. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's only going to be Saturday. I've got to pick somebody up from the airport on Sunday. Oh, Glaber Torres. Yeah, of course. Uh, Glaber in the AL. Uh, uh, Soto in the NL. Of course. Uh, Kisner or Kelly? I will take Kisner because I like Kisner, but I think more than likely Kelly stays in the organization. Chance Mark Carpenter is NL MVP. Well, if the Cardinals make a run and Carpenter keeps hitting this way, it'll be he'll be a top five finisher. But right now, Matt Carpenter is right where Tommy Pham finished last year, like 11th, I think, is what it, where he was. Um, <clears throat> if Kelly isn't traded, what happens? Does AK have to play in Memphis next year developmentally? Uh, yeah, I would almost guarantee you that uh, Andrew Kisner ends up splitting time at first base and uh, catching next year at Memphis. I, you can't send Andrew Kisner back to Springfield. He shouldn't be at Springfield right now. He should be at Memphis. Matt Carpenter has the best beard. Matt Carpenter's beard is so underrated, man. He, that dude looks more and more like Abraham Lincoln every day of the year. Uh, Andy Kisner is my dad. Uh, that would make Luke Voigt Andrew Kisner's grandson. 
What if uh, Andrew Kisner moves to first and Kelly's been traded? It could happen. Look, Andrew Kisner has an advanced bat that's ready to play right now. Not ready to play right now, but he has an advanced contact tool and an advanced spray chart that would make him able to play at Memphis and be fine. I think the Cardinals know that there's a chance that Andrew Kisner eventually plays first base in the long run. They're going to keep him at catcher as long as they can. Uh, I would think that, say, next year they both go to Memphis and Carson Kelly gets traded a month into the season that they just transition Andrew back to, sh to catching. Are you going to tell your significant other about your salsa sex dream with O'Neal? Uh, not a significant other, just a friend that I spent a lot of time with and who is completely charming. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Uh, anyways, yes, of course, I would hope that she ends up partaking in it, and I hope that it really happens. I'm an advanced contact tool. <laughs> I like that. Does a Langford jersey come down after Hall of Fame induction? No, fuck no, the Langford jersey doesn't come down after Hall of Fame induction. It will. We inducted into the Hall of Fame first. It stays here. Uh, Andrew Kissy getting a September call-up, that would be awesome. It's not going to happen. Update on Victor Garcia. You know, Graham, I haven't looked at all. You're going to have to give it to me. Uh, Mercado has was stolen from us from Unfiltered Anal. Uh, he was not stolen from us. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, go back to making more MLB The Show trades. Um, no, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm being honest. All of your trades are MLB The Show type. Uh, but I didn't mean to be aggressive for that. I apologize. John Torres, we'll see what he is. Uh, no one really knows. And also, Connor Capel, I would suggest, has a higher... Uh, a uh, higher, um, oh God, John Doppel, don't tell me that. Um, uh, ends up having a higher ceiling than Oscar Mercado. I love Oscar Mercado. Uh, let's see, is Cards Organization philosophy of fitness per Reyes paying off with older players? I don't know. Uh, you shouldn't have told us about a potential mate. I wish Force Trade was on in real life. Yeah, that'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. Um, what do the Cardinals do with Weaver? I don't know. You know, the one thing that I said is I like the way that they're handling it right now. I like the idea of Luke Weaver and Daniel Ponce de Leon kind of doing this little piggyback thing. You know, maybe let Weaver see what he can do, and then if he struggles like he did the other day, then you go to Daniel Ponce de Leon. I know the Cardinals have a surplus of really talented young arms, and I find that super interesting. Uh, if Matt Carpenter's here, shout out to you, sir. That'd be incredible. I love you. We all love you. And uh, we, we want you to be MVP. Like I said, right now, you're, I would think that if you keep this up and the Cardinals make the playoffs, you're a top five candidate uh, and maybe uh, top 11, just like Tommy Pham was last year. Do you play video games? I don't have time for it. I'm sorry. Yankees Twitter was going off on Aaron Boone tonight. We're not the only ones. Every crazy group of fans, which is all 30 Major League Baseball teams, uh, every group's going to go off on the manager because we're all nuts and emotional and we don't see the entire board and we act crazy. Uh, what would you like to see the Cardinals do this offseason? Let's see how the season ends. You know, I I like this group of players. I It sucks to see Tommy Pham go. I love Tommy Pham. I love what he did for the community. Like, as a St. Louis resident, uh, it hurts my heart a great deal to see him leave because he was so, so instrumental to some, some important things that were going on in, in, the, in the community. Uh, but I like the players, you know. I, Here's what I would like to see. I would like to see what Daniel Ponce de Leon, Dakota Hudson, and Austin Gomber look out of the bullpen. If, well, not Gomber, because Gomber's going to start now, and I love that Austin Gomber is starting. I want to see those guys look out of the bullpen. I want to see how the new acquisitions look out of the bullpen. Uh, I want to see where we go from there. And then we adjust. You're always going to need pitching help. The Cardinals have pitching depth. You're always going to need pitching help. But I believe that between... Uh, Tyler O'Neill and Marcelo Zuna, if Marcelo Zuna keeps hitting the way he is and Matt Carpenter keeps doing what Matt Carpenter's doing, are some assimilation. Uh, the Cardinals' offense isn't as bad as everyone makes it out to be. We're seeing that now. We're seeing the consistency that we all hoped for in the beginning of the year that wasn't there. 
This team seems to be rallying around Mike Schilt, uh, and rallying around themselves is what it seems like. We see them giving each other piggyback rides and having fun. This Cardinal team for the last week has been fun. The most fun a Cardinal team has been in a couple years, and I love that. They are so much fun to watch. And even when they're losing, they seem to be having a good time. And I know that's not what a lot of fans want to see. They want to see a team losing be miserable. But I want to see a team that's losing learning and adjusting and having fun. Uh, why is Max Schrock rocking a, six, a .660 on-base percentage? Uh, on-base plus slugging? So what we learned about Max Schrock, by the way, our bourbon tonight is bullet bourbon. Uh, I didn't pimp it earlier. Uh, but yeah, do you think Mujica is coming up in September? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, uh, why is Schrock? So Max Schrock has an advanced contact tool, and he's like the perfect example to kind of illustrate how difficult AAA is as compared to AA in the lower levels of the minor league system. Um, he's seeing breaking pitches that he hasn't seen before and fastballs that he hasn't seen before. And because he can make contact with everything, he's making contact. But a lot of it's going for outs or soft singles. Uh, testing from Chi-Town, whatever. You're there. Uh, holy crap, this thing is going on for 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, we go for a long time, you guys know. Is Wong being activated tomorrow? What I had read was that he was going for his little uh, a rehab assignment at Peoria tonight and that he would be activated tomorrow. Will, Hen will Henesis Cabrera stay as a sh uh, starter? I believe he is. I believe he is super talented. I think we are all underselling his talent. It's just a matter of if everything else is going to come around. Uh, what toe do you think Ozuna hurt from Rex Ryan? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, somebody says only 70, but usually 90. Dude, I envy how much you can talk without running out of breath. Uh, truly impressive. No, it's not impressive. It's embarrassing. I apologize to everyone who's watching this. Leon looking good in rehab assignment. Yeah, so that's the other really interesting thing, right? The Cardinals have relief help on the horizon. Again, we don't know what's going to happen with Adam Wainwright. We're not going to talk about Adam Wainwright until he's pitching. But Dominic Leone is pitching. He pitched tonight. He pitched one inning. He struck out a guy. Uh, we saw what Dominic Leone was capable of last When I say we saw, but uh, statistically, we saw what Dominic Leone was capable of last year. He just didn't have it this year. This nerve issue really messed with him. Hopefully, he's beyond the nerve issue, and then all of a sudden, the Cardinals' bullpen gets a little bit better. Uh, Kyle has a good stamina and can go for a while. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm uh, the James Dean of Cardinals podcasts. Uh, disappointed about the lack of sex bots. Yeah, we haven't had many sex bots tonight. What a bummer. What an absolute bummer. Uh, Greg Garcia is the devil. Wong needs to hurry back. Uh, have you tried the muddy Mississippi? Con I don't know. I don't know. Uh, please tell me the Cardinals would take a flyer on Ankiel's comeback attempt. We talked about it a lot throughout the Periscope tonight. I am so on board with Rick Ankiel coming back, and it has to be with the Cardinals. It has to be with the Cardinals. Like, there's nothing I want more than to get one more opportunity for Rick Ankiel. When I read that story today, and when I saw that video, it gave me chills. Like, that, you have to root for that, man. In my mind, even with the nonsense that he went through, Rick Ankiel is a Cardinals Hall of Famer. It, just for what he went through, if for no other reason, uh, for the comeback he made as a hitter, you got to put the number... He came back as a hitter as number 24, but I'd put the 66, I'd retire that thing, I'd put him in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. I, again, his stats might not match up with all of the Cardinals Hall of Famers, but for what he represented, and for the maybe the most manage, magical non-David Freeze-related or postseason-related moment in my life, that home run and his first game back as an outfielder, he's got to stay. And, and they've got to do something special for him. And if he's going to pitch, and if he's, seri if he's serious about this comeback... He needs to do it as a Cardinal. Oh, hey, Mr. Hicks is here. Yeah, there we go. We got the Hicks family in here. We love him. We raise our glass to uh, to uh, Mr. Hicks. 
uh, to Jordan Hicks, to, to uh, Jennifer Hicks, and to Jason Hicks. You know that the Godfather, uh, Jason Hicks, the Queen, uh, Jennifer Hicks, and to the, I guess, the godson of, uh, of Prospects After Dark, Jordan Hicks, to the Hicks family, we raise our glass, and to Matt Carpenter. Uh, we, we love the Hicks family. It hasn't been the same without you. We're glad you're here. Uh, is O'Neill actually a good defender and never paid attention to that part of his game? So what we've always said about Tyler O'Neill's defense is that he's super athletic and he's muscle-bound, so he doesn't necessarily seem like the most athletic outfielder, but he has made tremendous strides as a corner outfielder. He's a better corner outfielder than he is a center fielder. He can, ta he can handle his own in center. My, my big concern with Tyler O'Neill as an outfielder is that because of his size and his body type, that I would imagine that the quickness is going to go somewhat quickly as compared to other prospects, and that it would degrade pretty quickly. Uh, is Ryan Helsley still injured? Yes, Ryan Helsley is still injured. Never realized how fast O'Neill was till last night. He's fast. He's an athlete. You know, he's every bit as dedicated to the game as anyone else. O'Neill has the second highest sprint speed on the team. Uh, yeah, Lance Lynn with no beard looks like Schilt with the, had a son. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, Brian Love has become a sex bot. Uh, Eric Thomas says Jurassic Park. No, it says, again, it says Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And owe it to my kickball team. Did I expect Gyro Munoz to hit in the majors like this? Not at all. No, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, the thing I kept telling everyone when I would watch Gyro Munoz is I didn't have a feel for him. He was hard to get a feel for. He reminded me so much of Johnny Peralta from the get-go, like a mesh of Johnny Peralta and a Ledmes Diaz, like some type of combo of those two. If they had a lovely, like, lust baby, uh, it would be him. And I really thought that that's what we were going to get. And I just didn't think we'd get it this soon. I thought maybe we'd get it in like a year. I thought this time next year he would be producing the way that he is. Uh, I didn't think it would be this good. And it's it's fun to watch him, right? He takes a good at bat. I st I'll say it over and over again. I'm surprised that pitchers don't just hammer him with inside breaking pitch. Like inside, outside, inside, outside breaking pitch. I can't believe he sees fastballs. That blows my mind. Uh, but, I mean, you can say that with any pitcher or with any hitter. It's kind of a cop-out. Uh, hello, Lance Dance. What's on? Uh, kickball instead of men's softball. So, a little background on me, not to get into my own personal life. By the way, again, Ryan Fisher, thank you so much for the plate. This thing is beautiful, man. Uh, a little bit about me. About seven years ago, about seven years ago, I had back surgery. And believe it or not, uh, the torque from swinging the bat is really hard on my back. So I, I play kickball instead of slow-pitch softball. Uh, our boy Matt Carpenter is a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think... Not just because he may or may not be in here, we're not sure, but we all view Matt Carpenter, like, let me, I'll be 100% honest, entering this season, I did not view Matt Carpenter as a Cardinals Hall of Famer. He was a fringe Cardinal Hall of Famer, but what he's done this year puts him over the top now. You know, you talk about from 2012 until right now, and there's been a lot of players that were the face of the Cardinals, and Yadier Molina will always be the face of the Cardinals, uh, Adam Wainwright too in that time span. But Matt Carpenter has his own little chunk of history carved out as, like, one of those players of that era. You know, it's just like, it, to me, it's like Ray Langford, right? Mark McGuire was at the end of his career, and, uh, you know, Ozzy was there at the beginning. He took over for Willie McGee. There wasn't a lot there in the middle. Uh, but they're kind of like the same, like, overshadowedly good player. And you guys know how much I love Ray Langford. 
Uh, Matt Carpenter is a new Matt Holiday. Uh, Carp, I don't know. Again, we love your beard. That's the most important thing. FMK, Riley Cat, Riley Salsa, Riley Squirrel. Well, I'm not a big fan of uh, bestiality, so how about we... Uh, oh, man, but the thing of the cat and the double entendre there. Here's what you do. You do the cat. You just do it. You marry the salsa, and then the squirrel. You saw what the... Well, the Riley Cat did so much damage to that poor groundskeeper. Oh, God. I like that, though, so you spend a night with the cat. Uh, let's see. Can a Rosarena be an everyday outfielder in the majors? To me, Randy Rosarena is a lot like Gerardo Parra. I that's the kind of player that I envision Randy Rosarena being. I've been pretty pretty straightforward on that. Does Harrison Bader have star potential? Again, I it depends on your definition of star. I think I've always said that ideally you would want Harrison Bader to be your fourth outfielder who gets 400, 450, 500 bats. But on the Cardinals team, as Napa really uh, points out, right now, I really like the idea of Harrison Bader starting in center field. You have nothing to lose. He's such a good defender. You know, if your outfield on a regular basis is Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, and Marcelo Zuna, you're doing fine. And I love Dexter Fowler. I, I, say, I say it over and over again. I love Dexter Fowler. Uh, but... I think they're kind of at the point in the season, if they're interested in making the playoffs, where they need to suck it up and play their best outfield every day. Uh, is UFC cool or not? I used to like UFC a lot, and now I don't watch it. Colorado para or Arizona para, that is important. Both. Uh, Milwaukee para, right? Because he was with Milwaukee for a while, a while. I'm talking about that as like, that's him. Like, that's the kind of player he can be. Uh, th that's a great defensive outfield with higher offensive upside too. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's 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 pretty good and it's intriguing and it's worth getting excited about and it also answers some questions to help the 2019 season. Are teams too obsessed with their prospects instead of getting players from trades or free agents? So we as fans look at it as prospects, but what we lose track of is that the Cardinals are a company and the prospects are assets. So do do companies overvalue their assets? No, no. But as fans, when we look at a team overvaluing their prospects, yeah, of course we're going to think they overvalue their prospects. Uh, but if you look at it from a corporation standpoint, a business standpoint, then no, no. They properly, properly evaluate their assets. Uh, and that's a bummer, right? Because we want them to trade all the prospects for all the great players. Uh, but when you look at cost control, uh, the way that Major League Baseball is designed right now, it's, it makes a lot of sense. My best favorite Yachty backup ever. I love Brian Pena. Uh, I love that guy. I wish I loved that signing. I loved it all. He's my favorite. Are they going to leave Bowman in AAA? Uh, we'll see. Can we get a beer when I come? Oh, Kubernetes Roach. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to get a beer with you. Companies front from time to time overvalue assets. Company, look, I would argue that nearly all companies uh, overvalue assets, but. You would rather overvalue an asset than undervalue an asset. Uh, Montero in Springfield next year? Absolutely. Tony Cruz was the greatest of all time. I think we're about ready to get some Tony Cruz blow up. Uh, do you think an outfield rotation uh, similar to the Reds would work? I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, Jason LaRue. Poor Jason LaRue. Uh, AJ Pruszynski. I love AJ Pruszynski was a big spark plug for the Cardinals. Uh, have you been to KC for a game? I have been to KC for a game. I love Kaufman. I haven't been to KC in a while. My brother Jim lives in a suburb just outside of Kansas City. And, man, I haven't seen him or his kids in a long time. I'm a terrible uncle. I'm a terrible person. 
I'll be in St. Louis on the 15th. Where is the best place to get a beer before and after the game? There are a ton of places down there. Look, everyone's going to tell you patios. Go to patios for a beer uh, before and after the game. I think the Flying Saucer is still down there. Uh, go to the Flying Saucer if you like craft beers. There are a ton of places around there. You can't go wrong. If you like oysters, go to the Broadway Oyster Bar. It's, it's uh, half Hoosier, half good stuff. I like that place a lot. There are a ton of places by the park. Uh, somebody said Four Hands before. Four Hands Brewery is a good place. Uh, there's an Urban Chestnut not too far away. There's a Schlafly not too far away. Uh, Central West End's not too far away. If you want to, you know, none of that stuff within walking distance, but uh, there's t a ton of great places. Tin Roof, that's a good place. Uh, what prospects intrigue you the most in the organization? Uh, it's too broad of a question. I'm not going to answer that. There's, you know, uh, there's my three. I love Ryan Helsley, Randy Rosarena, and Andrew Kisner. Uh, in the trade, I love Henesis Cabrera. Uh, I'm intrigued by what Justin Williams is going to do. I'm intrigued to see what uh, Giovanni uh, Gallegos is capable of. Like, there are a ton. I like Lane Thomas, Alaris Montero. The thing about me, I watch four minor league games a night when I can. I'm intrigued by everyone in the system. Uh, yeah. Oh, so somebody says four hands is within walking distance, but then I started talking. I know four hands is within walking distance, but then I started talking about UCB. I started talking about the uh, uh, UCBC, rather. I started talking about the Central West End and Schlafly, and that's what I was talking about. Uh, what's your ideal 2019 for Dakota Hudson? Uh, my ideal 2019 would be that the Cardinals bullpen would be strong enough that he could go back down to Memphis and maybe be the sixth starter when needed. Uh, everywhere is walking distance if you have the time. Very good, very good, wise wisdom. Wasn't Justin Williams in the MLB for like a game earlier this year? That is correct. Is it a different approach to acquiring minor league relief pitching? It is an... Look, uh, you... In the past, minor league relief pitchers did not have any value, but because of Major League Baseball changing uh, and becoming more aggressive towards relief pitchers, teams are starting to change how they value minor league relief pitchers. So this is something new that the Cardinals are doing, and it's something that I approve of, and I don't think it's something that the fan base in general uh, like rallies behind, but I think that you're going to see this more than likely, and I think the Cardinals might be at the forefront of these kind of trades. Who is the guy for the Rays that turned every player into gods? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. All right, so uh, we are at an hour and a half. Uh, we have a couple things to do. We are going to cheers. Uh, if anyone is on an Alaskan cruise, we are cheering to you. It's a weird thing, but we're cheering. Mm. That's our first one. Um... Our second one is to Matt Carpenter, who tuned into this little program. Hopefully you're still here. If not, we're still cheering to you. Keep up the great season, Matt. We love you. Somebody asked, what are the odds that the Cardinals make the playoffs? Well, they're not one of the two. Um, I'll say 30% right now. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'll say 30%. The team that played this week has a 60% chance of making it. It's just a matter of if they can keep it up. Uh... Let's see. Uh, who do we want to... Oh, we already did our cheer to Mr. Hicks, who we absolutely love. Uh, what I will say is I did my Dirty 35 prospect write-up for Birds on the Black. Go check that out. Uh, please do. Go buy merchandise at the Birds on the Black merchandise store. Uh, one last time, Tara Wellman and I will be in Peoria on Saturday to watch the Peoria Chiefs play. Hopefully, Larry's Montero will still be there. You just never know. Um... If you are in the Peoria area, or if you're in St. Louis and you want to make the trek, or if you're in Chicago and you want to make the trek, you should. Dozer Park is awesome. The Peoria Chiefs put on a great presentation. Uh, join Tara and I. Uh, one, last, one last cheers. Again, Alexis LaMarche, Tara Wellman, 
and C70 Daniel Shaptal, I will raise my glass to you. Happy birthday. Uh, you guys are all awesome. Keep up the great, tremendous work that you do. Which leaves us with one more cheers. Uh, uh, let's see. We already cheered to the Alaskan folks. Uh, last week we cheered to the half Cubans or the full Cubans. We love the Cuban uh, community. Um, are they going to release anybody else soon? I oh, I don't know. It seems like the cards could be primed to replicate what the Rays are doing with their pitching. Maybe. Uh, what new prospects would have been in your Dirty 35? Uh, Genesis Cabrera will be in there. More than likely, Justin Williams will be in there. I haven't seen enough of Roel Ramirez yet or Connor Capel. I'll stay away from that. Seth Elledge will be in there. Probably, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, so the other thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to cheer to uh, Danny Mack, you know. Uh, hopefully Danny Mack comes on the show soon. Oh, Mr. Mr. Hicks asked if anyone is going anyone else is gonna get released soon. So we'll see what happens with Dominic Leone, and we'll see what happens in the next couple days with uh, uh, Colton Wong entering. I think we might have a trade on the horizon. I think you'll see them trying to pass somebody through waivers. Who that is, I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, so again, uh, what I want to say one more time is check out Birds on the Black. We do incredible stuff. Uh, we'll cheers to Mr. Hicks again. Uh, we do incredible stuff. Eric Manning, Chuck Brownson, Tara Wallman, Zach Gifford, Cards Gifts, and Chill. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, I'm, I'm, they're all incredible. Uh, oh, Ben Cerruti. Ta hat tip to Ben Cerruti. Uh, to everybody at Birds on the Black, they're incredible. I just chugged a beer for Danny Mac, still sipping the rally beers. <laughs> awesome. Um, Bowman, goodbye. Well, we'll see. Anything could happen. I don't know if we know what's coming. What's with all those post-game interviews getting soaked? I love that so much. I love that so much. Think they'll look at Donaldson if he comes back healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so as you guys know, for our last cheers every night, we raise our glass to you. We have Prospects After Dark has tremendous support. Uh, Birds on the Black has tremendous support. That is all to you guys. You guys are all incredible. Uh, at one point, we had 230 people in here. It seems like every week we grow and we grow and we grow, and that's because of you. You do amazing stuff. Again... Ryan Fisher, thank you so much for the plate. This thing is awesome. Uh, so to the resistance, if you are listening or watching this, you are part of the resistance. Uh, keep up the good fight. What's up, Kalen? Uh, the resistance, that's right. Uh, so that's it. This is Prospects After Dark. We went for an hour and 33 minutes. Uh, to Mr. Hicks, thank you so much for watching. We love you guys. We love the Hicks family. Uh, to Mr. Coar, uh, we love the Coar family. We love Jackson. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, I am Kyle Reese. This was Prospects After Dark. Uh, you are all wonderful. You're better than I am. Uh, come to Peoria this weekend. If you're in St. Louis, come to Dozier Park. Come to Peoria. Let's have some fun. If you guys want to ride with me, hit me up on DMs. We'll leave. We'll go. We'll have fun. Uh, as always, happy, happy hunting. <laughs>